0: With conversion comes change, all right? Um, when a person is converted, and I believe, I believe uh, Matthew 18 is our base scripture. If you want to go there, Matthew 18, and Jesus said something in verse 3. Uh, he makes a very important statement here. Uh, he says, truly I say to you, unless... You are converted and become like what? Children. You see that? Unless you what? Are converted and become like what? Children. In other words, you're converting from one. How how does a grown person convert and become a child again? Right? Right? If you really think about it, when we're born again, we're born of a new, God gives us a new heart. Um, How many believe he gives you a new heart? Uh, He gives you a new mind. Uh, He gives you a new purpose. Um, As a matter of fact, your purpose was always there. You just didn't know that your purpose was to live for God, right? But, but the thing about conversion, you know, salvation, we'll talk about the differences. We talked about justification. Uh, we talked about repentance. Um, but when it comes down to conversion, it means that you and I are changing from one thing to another. Uh, I love this Matthew 18. Jesus says, unless you are converted and become like children. So it's not something that you have to um, try hard to do. if it's if it's something that you're doing and then all of a sudden a month, two months, three months, a year later you're right back to what you were, well, well I don't think you were converted. As a matter of fact, I don't even may, may not think you may be on the saved side. Or, or, or you may, and, I, and and guess where I'm going next with this? After I'm done with this, guess what I'm going to talk about next? I'm going to talk about the differences between spiritual and carnal. So we need to know the difference between, because there's a lot of saved people. I'm jumping ahead of myself. In, in, in World War II, there were airplanes called the C-46s and the C-47. 18 men would jump out of them. They had two engines, amen, and back in those days, they didn't have jets. After the war was over, from Dallas uh, Love Field Airport, um, young man, ex-soldier, got on the plane, and he said, they said, welcome aboard, Delta DC-3 plane. Uh, the, the, the soldier said, man, I felt at home on this plane. Uh, he said, when they got up into the air, he asked the student, said, can I ask you a question? What kind of plane is this? She said, it's a DC-3. The pilot just announced it. He said, has this plane always been a passenger plane, he asked? She said, no, it used to be a C-47. Oh, y'all ain't trying to he, he got he, said, he got up, he said, go open the door. She said, why? He said, she said, because this is the plane we used to jump out of. He said, mister, after the war, watch this, they converted all of the C-47s to DC-3s, come on somebody, to something else. They have been reconditioned. Its purpose has changed. Now there's a new purpose. Wow. That which was used for war yeah. is being used for peace. Yeah. Because it has been converted. You getting the picture? Yeah. You see you see a lot of people talk about <laughs> amen that they're saved. But they have not been converted. Watch this. A lot of people in this room today who have only a change of ownership. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They don't have. God doesn't have a change of use. I'm saying it one more time. You have a change of ownership, but not a change of what use. See, when we're converted, God can use you. As a matter of fact, that's a true sign that you are converted because you're being used by God. Remember, I keep saying this. I keep saying this. Not everybody can come to church. You and I have to be converted and be used by God. Are you with me? And whatever you're doing for God, if you're doing something for him, it is It is because you are now being used for a different purpose. Whereas before you were being used to carry out your agenda, your will. Now you are being used by God, come on somebody, for his glory. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen, not everyone who says Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. But I'm I'm basing this study on true versus false conversion on Matthew 18 where he says you you and I must become like children. Like what? Children. What does that mean? That means that I have to be teachable. Come on now. I have to be accessible. Write it down. I have to be available and I have to be approachable. Yeah. Somebody come up to you, they can't approach you you, because you just, yeah. you ain't got time. Remember, when, man, man, you know what? We're so busy. We're so busy that sometimes we even forget to pray. Or we don't pray. Because we're so busy. God says, it, when, I, when I save you, I give you everything you need to handle everything in this life. But here's the thing. If you're still a C-46, you can't be on the same field <laughs> on the runway with a DC-3. I'm trying to help somebody. Because you do have to go through some modifications. You see, the C46 didn't have seats. They had to put seats in there. Come on, somebody. See, when I think about conversion, remember what I said. I I told you that in counterfeit conversion, there's no death to self. No submission to the lordship of Christ. No taking up your cross, no obedience, no fruit, only empty words, watch this, and shallow feelings, and watch this, and barren religious activities. You can have a church full of people just showing up every day, every week with no fruit. In other words, we're not changing. In other words, we feel the same way when we left. Can I ask you a question? Do you feel the same way when you leave church? I know I don't. Come on and help me somebody. Amen. Conversion is cr- the crying need of the soul. Until one has turned their life from sin to Christ, nothing else matters. Listen to this. Listen what. What what happens at conversion? At conversion, we now move from one agenda to a new agenda. As a matter of fact, the agenda that we move to, it's not ours. Told you last week, Dr. James Kennedy says that the vast majority of people who are members in the church in America today are not Christians. Amen. I told you to convert means to change from one type to another. Go to Ephesians chapter 2 for me. We're still sticking with our base scripture. Matthew 18. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Let me show you about conversion. What does it say? Mm -hmm. And you see the word were? Past tense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Past tense, but also present. It has the effects of that particular word in the Greek means that you were dead and you're going to stay dead. Mm -hmm. You can't become undead. That's not even a word, but I'm just saying. (laughs) You understand, as a converted person, you were dead in what? And what? What does it mean to be, what does it mean to trespass? What is your trespasses? Notice it says trespasses and then it says what? So there's a a difference in it. You think there's a difference? See, I always look at scripture like today I was reading scripture today and it says the earth, God created the earth and the world. I'm like, it's gotta be a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Make sense? Yeah. Right? So 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 one has to do with transgressions. Mm-hmm. One has to do with fault. One has to do with mistakes. Wrongdoings. Come on, somebody. Right? And the other has to do with failure. Because of the uh, we were. You better get you better you better stop letting the devil make you think you are the same. You better say with your I have been converted. Uh, listen, I get it. I know. You know you're saved. Listen, save is not an issue. I believe I believe we know so much about being saved that we are we are, we are well aware of what it means. Just like I don't have to talk about tithing. Because I believe that everybody knows what tithing is. Right? Here's the thing. We know so much. that The problem is we don't do it. We, we know so much about it we don't do it. See, Because if you're saved you will do it. Because as a converted person it means that Christ has lordship over your whole life. Every a- aspect of your life. Okay, but watch what he says. He says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you what? formerly walked according to the what? The course. You 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 know what that word course means in the Greek? It means eternity, forever. So until Christ came... We were forever in our what? trespasses and sins. Correct? But God knew that we needed salvation, but we really also with salvation need what? Conversion. A change, a true, genuine change. You know, one of the scariest things about being a Christian is falling and then getting back up and falling again. And then getting back up and falling again and getting back up and falling again. And you keep repeating that cycle. And there's a, there's a key to that. There's a key to breaking that cycle. You know what it is? You got to stop being carnal. Yeah. And you and I have to be spiritual. And here's what it means. Spiritual means. It means that you're coming to Bible study. Yeah. That, because you need this. You, this is like your fix. Right, You need Sunday morning for worship. You need Tuesday night. But here's what you need, prayer. You need discipleship. You and I need relationship. Here's how you get better as a Christian. You you get aside, alongside other believers. And here's the thing. And, and, and if you're alongside other believers, and, and listen, we have to have, I talked about this Sunday, we have to sharpen one another. We have to. We have to be an example to each other. We have to. We have to live a life in in such a way in front of each other that it does not cause. I'm talking about that Sunday, boy. I'm talking about judging on Sunday. Mm. Oh yeah, man. I, I believe that some of, we're so religious, man. We cause people. Other believers is the one that causes other believers to fall. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't affect your conversion. That's right. You can't be so fragile. In your makeup, okay, and so religious, maybe you were just looking for a reason to leave. You with me? Watch the text. The text says you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now listen, stuff you don't even know. What is that? What the prince Satan is not king, but he is a prince. Oh, you gotta catch it. Isn't that something? The prince of the power of the what? Of the what? So here's what I found out. A lot of times what we are blindsided by are spiritual things. Spiritual forces. All of a sudden you just sitting there, thought just popping in your mind like, where would that come from? <laughs> come on, y'all. Stuff that you're dealing with is Spiritual. When you go into certain places, there are spirits there. There are good spirits, bad spirits. You know, all kinds of people bring them spirits with them. But you and I who have been converted and who have been saved, it says we were dead. We ain't dead no more. So we got to stop using the excuse that I didn't know any better. Because once you became undead and once you were born again, Guess what? You are alive now in Christ. And being alive in Christ now, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Look what he says now. He says, he says the spirit that is now working in the sons. See, it's a spirit. It's a spirit that works now in the sons, sons of what? Disobedience. Verse 3 he says, among them we too. Why well, you start pointing fingers there, everybody, you know, Paul is writing to this church at Ephesus, and th- these people were, t- were a trip, okay? But what they were doing, they had become so religious that they were looking at everybody else and looking down on them. Just because a person's fallen it don't mean you get a chance to just talk about them. Here's what I'm saying, like, you have to be careful because it could be you. All right, it could be you. So so don't and don't think that God is not working with people. But here's the thing about God, you gotta understand about conversion. Conversion is a choice. You gotta make a choice. He says, unless you are converted and become like children. So in conversion, you need an example. In conversion, you need a strategy. In conversion, watch this, you need consistency. I didn't end up like this just because I was hitting and missing. I've been consistent. Do you not know? You know what? I was just thinking. For over 20 years of my life, when I gave my life to Jesus, I haven't stopped. This is, this is who I am. And when you practice righteousness I'm saying it one more time when you practice the right thing, it becomes part of you. Even though you may have been doing wrong, when you start practicing right, guess what? You develop a new patterns. See? There's something called muscle memory. The members of your body remembers. Your eyes, your hand, your feet, your taste buds, all that. It remembers. But if you train yourself in righteousness because you have the ability and the resources to do it, you and I can live victoriously. Can I tell you something? You know what I'm noticing now? Satan was pleased with us when we were not on the battlefield. Yep, 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 yep. Seriously, he left us alone, man. We had little, little problems. <laughs> the plumbing. Yeah. Little, little problems. The light won't come on. Yeah. Little, little problems. But from the moment we set foot boots on the ground and we started going out to be light in a dark world, guess what? He's like, no, nah, y'all are a threat. You you were good where you were. And this is what happens to a lot of people. When they face resistance, they quit. That's what happens to most people in the kingdom. You see what I'm saying? And this is why I believe this is what I call training camp. Man, we've been training for 16 years. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. 16 years we've been training And no one knew knows about the Vision Church. But now they're getting to know. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. And here's what's happening the enemy is upset. And the true converts, though. No matter what comes your way, you hang in there. You stay the course. You fight the good fight. For one day you will receive a crown. Come on, y'all. For your labor, your labor is not in vain. I spoke to a young lady today, one of the members of our church. I said, I said, she said to me, she said, Pastor, there ain't no time to sleep. Come on. Say ain't time to sleep. Pastor, we gonna sleep one day, but right now it ain't no time to sleep. Man, listen that 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 got me going, man. That that right there got me going. I say you're absolutely right. Think about it. We got one day we will rest. But if I'm a, I'm talking to my teenagers, I hope y'all come Sunday. I got a word for the young people. Parents, get your kids out. Got a word for y'all, cause it's 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 a key to understanding how to be successful this school year. But here's the thing. If you love sleep, <laughs> you will be poor. That's a principle. Now you with me? Look at verse 3. I'm just rolling with this thing, y'all. Among them we too what? Lived in the what? Yes, yes. See, see here's the thing. At conversion, he says, look at the word he says. He says what? Formally. Pateo. In the Greek. It's an it's 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 an article. It's matter of fact, it's an interrogative article. What does all that mean? The word formally actually means how great a lust you were living in. Formally. It, it, it magnifies. The word formally carries the it's, it's magnification. It's saying, man, you were there. I mean, you were there. In the lust of your flesh. Right? Look what he says now. He says, indulging in the what? Come on, y'all! Come on! I'm so grateful that I'm converted. I'm so grateful that God has saved me. Watch this! Watch this! He says, "He says, he says, we formerly lived in the lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the what, the desires of the flesh and of the what." See, you got to catch this. You got to catch this. He says, "You we were what." Indulging, acting out. That's what that means. Uh, we were bringing it to past. He says, indulging in the desires of our flesh and of the mind. And by what? Now watch this now. Watch where I'm going with this. So you could decide to be, you got to decide which kind of child you want to (laughs) be. You're either going to be an humble child or you're going to be a child of what? Of wrath. (laughs) Indulging in the desires of your flesh and of your mind. Here's the thing. I don't know what you're thinking right now. But boy, let me ask a question. If we were to throw your thoughts on this screen right here. What would we see? <laughs> if God was to take your thoughts, right? And every time you think something, somebody else knows. <laughs> Come on y'all. See? See 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 but 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 can I but can I clue you in on something? Why you think nobody's Knows what you're thinking? Who knows the thoughts of God but the spirit of God? Before a word is in your mouth, he knows it. Before you blink your eyes, he know it. Listen, here's the thing. You are living before the audience of one because when you got saved, you have the Holy Spirit now in you. And the Holy Spirit communes with God. So in other words, you are in the presence of God when you're having those thoughts. So the next time you're thinking the way you're thinking, I want you to say, oh, uh uh-oh. God is listening. God is watching. Can you imagine if you lived your life like that? You would pay attention to what you think, right? You'd be a little bit more cautious as to what you think. He says that we were... Indulging in the desire, listen, the desires of our flesh keeps us from being really converted. It's the flesh. I'm going to talk about spirituality and carnality ne- next time, but, but right now I'm talking about conversions. But watch this, he says, by, well, by nature. You, you know what he's saying here, by nature? DNA. Naturally, we were children of what? Even as the rest. But God, there it is. There's the word right there, y'all. There is where all of us have hope. You know what the beauty is about every person in this church tonight? We were all, verses 1 to verse 3. There's not one person who has walked through these doors. I don't care how spiritual you think you are. You are a child of wrath. But look at you now. You done grown a little bit. Come on, somebody. You you done got a little bit better. Now, come on, somebody. You, You, but God, being rich in what? Mercy because of his what? With which he what? Ah, even when we were dead in our transgressions, this is the key right here. Let, let, me, let me put a phrase out here. What does it mean to feel alive? Any of you feel alive? I know I do. I mean, you really feel alive. Like life, in spite of all the stuff that's going on in this world, you feel alive. And the reason you feel that way is because you're in Christ. We allow the things that we go through to kill that life, though. To suppress that life. Look what he says. He says he made us alive together with Christ. He says by what? Grace. You have been what? Saved. I want to say this to you. Conversion is not a partial change. I, 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 I said this last week. Wherein one is able to straddle the fence between what? Two worlds. Say it one more time. As a believer, you cannot straddle the fence between two worlds. It is not a superficial turning. It is not a rearranging of things for a few moments in your life, and then you go right back to where you left. Amen. It it is not you hitting and missing. It is a decisive break with the old patterns of the world and you embracing the new life. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever committed to doing something? Like really, like you say, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to keep doing it and, and you kept doing it. Let, let me ask you. Have you ever tried to journal? Anybody tried to journal? How long did it last? <laughs> huh? Two weeks. Have you ever tried to read your Bible every day? How long did that last? She's still doing it. Praise the Lord. How many are still doing it? I've been doing it for years. And years. All right. Okay, okay. Have you ever tried to pray? Right? All right. Have you ever stopped praying? <laughs> you ever wonder why? Why is it that it's easier to stick to things that don't matter? but sticking to the things that do matter is such a hard thing because we're still caught in this flesh. Don't set yourself up. But this is why you have to practice. This is why you got to say, you know what? I don't have a counterfeit conversion. No, no, no. No, no, no. My conversion is real. Go, go to. Um, let, let me, let me just show you something real quick. It. See, I said I wasn't going to do that, but let's do that. Ah, boy, I'll be. Go, go here for me. Uh, let, me let me see. Go, uh, go to Ephesians four. Ephesians four twenty-two. Yeah, let's look at that. Back it up a little bit. See, I, I'm trying to show you something that when he says you ought to be converted and become like children, I'm trying to show you that the, the, the path has already been laid out, not by you, but by Christ. If the work is already done for you and I, why can't we just step in it? Stay consistent with it. Listen, make a promise to God. Lord, I want to serve you for the rest of this year. And let's see how that goes. (laughs) And I'm going to read my Bible every day, God. But if I don't read my Bible, will the Holy Spirit remind me? Come on, y'all. I will remember to pray every day, Lord. Would the Holy Spirit remind me? So, So my question is, let's ask a question like, what have we really done that we've been consistent with? Hmm? Eating. Putting gas in our car. Listen, you ever you ever want have when you know you need gas, right? And you're like, man, I don't feel like going. Anybody anybody feel like watch this? And you said, you know what, I'm gonna drive it just a little bit longer. Not that you didn't have the money to get gas, you just said, nah. But guess what? But you just had to do it. Now, I'm sorry. You have to do it. Correct? Now I want you to bring that analogy now to your spiritual gas tank. How many of you are running on empty spiritually? Listen, if you're not praying, a true convert prays. Like, Prayer, let me say this. Prayer is your lifeline. Okay, it, listen, it's, it's, it's your lifeline. It's, if, if Without prayer, you have nothing. I don't understand how believers live like this. Listen, without prayer, but just imagine if you add a little devotion to that, a little bit of reading the scripture. I'm talking about every single day. What would happen to you and I? You'll grow. You'll, you'll, you'll be truly converted then because you know that nobody can stop. i never forget, I went to, um, I was out in Tacoma, Washington, in seminary. <laughs> First time going out there, we had to go out for these modules. We'd go out for a whole week. We would study every day from 8 in the morning to like 10 15 at night. And then drive. You know, I got there in the middle of the wintertime. I rented two cars. I man, I was so nervous going out there. And so my he wasn't my roommate, but he he didn't have a car, so I brought, brought he was a pastor about 30, he'd been pastoring for like 35 years. And he would he was waiting for me in the mornings. He would wait for me in the mornings downstairs. He said, man, why be taking you so long, man? I said, I got to pray. He said, what do you mean you got to pray? I said, man, I got to pray. What do you mean you got to pray? He did not know how I taught him in that week about devotion and prayer. Here's a pastor who's been pastoring for 35 years. Listen, be ca- you know what I want to say to y'all? Be careful of these little TikTok sermons that you're hearing. Listen to me real good. You got to test the spirit by the spirit. Some of those little motivational things, those the, you got to know those theologies behind that stuff. See, I can I can put on a good show in front of you. But it's what I do behind closed doors that really matters. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for the makeup and and the suits and all of that. Listen to the word. Make sure that what you're hearing comes from the Bible. You understand what I'm saying? I couldn't believe this man couldn't know how to pray. Taught him how to pray, and he's been praying ever since. Isn't that something? But, but it didn't take him long because he was a mature believer, but he was missing some components. God. And some of you, that's all you're really missing. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You're just missing consistency. Commitment to what? The process of growing. Come on, y'all. Where are we going? Ephesians 4. I do What does it say Yeah Well This for time But you did not Learn Christ what If indeed you have heard him And have been taught in him Just as truth is in Jesus That in reference to what? Why do you keep looking back? What did you leave back there? You ever seen Back to the Future? No? Some of y'all are too young for that. Back to the Future was a great movie, man. It was a great One and two, yeah. You know what I mean? What's his name? Buffy? Buffy? Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling my... Now, y'all, this cool. uh, Y'all like it. But check it out, though. They kept going back. Come on, somebody. Rather than going forward to the future, they went back. They brought them back, right? (laughs) Watch this. And sometimes we think that what we left behind Oh, I've watched some people go back and get some stuff that ain't no good for them. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You thought that stuff was good. But listen, it's not as good. Listen, here's how I know it ain't no good for you no more. Because you're not the same person. Watch this. You are no longer dead in your trespasses and sins, right? You no longer walk according to the, what, spirit of disobedience. But watch this now. Watch this. But when you go back to get stuff that you used to have in your former life as an unbeliever, it's no compatibility anymore. You are a Mac and the world is a PC. No compatibility. You can't take anything from an Android phone and put it on an Apple phone. Won't work. Incompatible. Watch this now. He says, in reference to your what former manner of life, you lay aside the what. So you know what you know what the text is telling you. Stop praying for things that you got to do. I'm going to say it one more time. Stop praying about things that you have to do. It, does that make sense? It doesn't make sense? Okay. He says, you lay it aside. Stop saying, Lord, lay it aside. Lord, lay it aside for me, Lord. Lord. No, he says, you got to let. it aside. In other words, you got to take responsibility for what you have to lay aside and God will do the rest. He says you lay aside the old self. Stop praying, God, please let me lay aside. No, lay it aside. Because you are the only one that can lay it aside. God can't lay it aside for you. Some of the stuff you're praying for, you got to do. Look what he says. He says, In former to your look at look at the words, your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being what? Corrupted in accordance with the lust. See that word lust keep coming up, ain't it? Because that's what it is. The lust of what? Deceit. You know, lust is deceiving. Lust will have you thinking wrong is right. Right is wrong. Pastor on what you're talking about. He's the one getting my business. <laughs> he don't know what he's talking about. Can, can I ask you a question? Have you ever been deceived by a man? Uh-oh. He told you he was one thing. Yeah, the reason I'm saying that is because I got all young ladies, women here. <clears throat> have you ever been deceived by a man? Anybody? He told you that car was his, but he was driving his mama car. He kept avoiding you coming to his house because he didn't have a house. He lived with his mama. You know what I'm he didn't have a job. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you know my, my point is this. Lust can be, ve- if you ever notice, right? And in your right mind, watch this. In your right mind, you wouldn't give him the time of the day. Let's tweet this. Let's put this on TikTok. But because of your lust, your lust deceived you into believing that you could somehow change them. You can't change no man. Only God can change a man or a woman. But it was the lust. Oh, I wish I had a few people here. Lust got us, you know what I mean? Like, dang, how did I fall for this? Man, I know better. I went to college. My mama didn't raise no food. My daddy didn't raise no food, But what the world am I doing here with seven kids? Come on, somebody. By myself. Lust. Look, and you did it seven times. And you had to go through nine months each time. Can we talk tonight? Listen, you had to go through that seven times with nine month intervals. That's a whole lot of time. And you didn't get it. What's wrong with that child? Lust. Lust of deceit. For real. Like, seriously, this is what happens to us. But he says, that's the old self. Lord, I'm going to stop praying and I'm going to start doing. Okay? You know what? I'm going to stop laying everything on the devil. Oh, man. You know what the devil like when you blame him? <laughs> He's a tyrant, man. He's like this little kid, man, that, you know what I mean? He, he gets happy when you get sad. I mean, he, he, just, he just sits back. You know, Satan can't do nothing to you as a child of God, but here's what he can do. He can make life in this world a living hell for you. But if you keep in the back of your mind one thing, I'm covered in the blood. I am more than a conqueror. I'm a winner because I've already won. And all Satan is trying to do is frustrate me getting to the finish line. So if he can render you ineffective, he'll kick you to the curb and say, I got you. That's what Satan does. See, he already knows he's lost. So what does a loser do? He instigates till you fall away. Amen. story is told about the cows. You know, cows ride together. But what the, what the enemy does, he looks for the one that lags behind. And one day he saw they were walking together, and he crept up on the one who was slower, walking behind, and he sowed seed of discord in him about everybody else. And what did he do? He went in and he found someone else. He didn't he say, why. it? He found someone else that was lagging behind. He said, "Hey, you know what?" Such and such. And then before you know it, he spread before you know it, everybody's divided. You see, that's what the enemy does. We are more than conquerors. We have the victory already in Jesus. Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Yeah, you're not going to catch that, Siri. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> but when I'm gone, you're still going to be here. Watch what he said. He says, uh, I, don't, I don't know. He said, look what he said. Let aside the you which is being corrupted according to the lust of deceit and that you be renewed. See, 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 see. see? It has to do with your thinking. Watch the text. Let me, let me break the text for you. Watch this. And that you be renewed. Hold on a minute. You're telling me that my mind has a spirit or the spirit of my mind? Where do you think your moods come from? A spirit of your what? Mind. What kind of spirit is in your mind today? What type of spirit is ruling your mind today? You with me? Let, let me show somebody something. Go to that passage I preached Sunday, and I'm done. we We out of here. I'm over my time. Anyways, one minute. <clears throat> Hebrews, what did I preach here? Hebrews chapter 10. Let me see if y'all are paying attention. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse, let, let me show you about the false convert, true convert. Um, verse 24. Watch this. <clears throat> Look what it says. I love Bible study. Um, you know, I like Bible study because you can, you can glean, you can see clearly. We get to compensate. We get to talk. That's what the Bible says it's about. It's, it's not a one-way thing. Look what he says. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises, promised is what? Y'all with me? 10.23. Hebrews 10.23. Watch this. And let us consider how to what? Stimulate one another to what? Love and what? Good deeds. Verse 25. I told you if you got an issue with somebody, learn how to deal with it in church. Deal with it. Settle it spiritually, not for, because the only reason why people avoid church, well, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons people avoid church is because they got a problem with somebody in the church. You what I'm saying? He said, not forsaking our assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more. Listen, can you imagine if we had a person who you hadn't seen in a week, in a month, in a year, and you were just to call them and try to encourage them? Now, here's the other thing about that. When you try to encourage a fallen person, a person who's fallen back into lust of deceit, of sin, it's hard, okay? They're going to hang up the phone on you. They're going to avoid you. As a matter of fact, they're going to see you in the grocery store, and they're going to act like they do not see you. <laughs> they're going to be like, I hope they didn't see me. I'm not going to act like I've seen them, and I'm going to keep on walking. That's what people who have fallen into sin do. Believers, converts, who's supposed to be converted. Watch this. But encouraging all the more, uh, encouraging one another all the more, as you see the days drawing near. Look at verse twenty-six. This is the verse you need to look at. What does it say? What does it say? For if we go on what? Now, how did he even go there? Why did he even go there? He, he says, "Look what he says now. He says, he says in verse twenty-two that we can draw near to God because our hearts have been sprinkled, right, from an evil conscience, right, and our bodies have been what washed, pure, we're sanctified, right, right. But he says, for if we go on sinning, what yeah. after receiving the knowledge?" Of what? There no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of what? Can I help you with something? You're going to run out of grace. Now, listen, I I don't know. I know God is a God of second chance, third chance, 102 chances. But here's what he says. He says, if we go on sinning willfully, there's no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins. He says, but terrifying expectation of judgment, the fury of what? Of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who set aside, watch this. The what? Dies without mercy. May I say this? May I say this? Watch this. When you lay us, This is why I'm saying you got to read your Bible. If you come to a point... In, if we come to a point in our lives where we are willfully sinning and we stop praying... We stop attending, not forsaking yourself, assembling together, and then we put aside the law, the word. There no longer what, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins. He says he dies without mercy, on the testimony of what, two or three what? How much severer punishment do you think? he will deserve who has trampled under under what? Foot, the son of God, and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has what? You know what God is saying? Can I help you real quick? Converts, converted people. Now it's time to grow up. God is saying this, quit insulting me. By living in sin. And thinking that you're going to get away with it. And and, and you've been doing it over and over and over and over and over again. And I need you to stop. Because there's going to come a day where you're going to run out of that grace. And there will no longer, it's an insult to the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 30. But we know him who said what? Vengeance is mine. I will repay again. People use that when people get mad at each other. Look at the context. The context is if you keep willfully sinning when you know wrong is wrong. Boy, this turned real quick, didn't it? Now, we went from laughing to like, hold on now. (laughs) Like, whoa. (laughs) Pastor, come on now. You said, what happened to grace? God said, I didn't gave you grace. Over and over and over again. But why do you keep insulting me? Because the spirit is in you. Told you when you go to the club, be there. Wherever you go. You know, we can have a good time every now and then. But when it becomes a habit. And then your lust pulls you out and deceives you. And then we're back to square one again. Do you not feel ashamed? I know I do. I'm ashamed sometimes to go into my prayer closet. I wish I had somebody. So don't think don't think I'm perfect. Listen, when I go there sometimes, I'm tripping, man. I'm like, all right, here I am, Lord. <laughs> and look, I be praying fast. <laughs> and, and I promise you, the Holy Spirit be like, man, what's wrong with you? And then I start. Let let me say this. Let me say this real quick, and I'm done. Look at verse 31. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the what? Of a living God, of the living God. So so just know this, y'all. As a, con- as, as a person who's been converted, you have to really make up in your mind that, man, I'm not putting Christ to shame anymore. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to live my life. I'm going to try. When I fall, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to lay aside I'm going to stop praying for things that I got to do and pray, God, you know, what your will is, what you're responsible for, God, I'm I'm praying for that. (laughs) What I'm responsible for, help me to do that. But I want you to remember those illustrations in between. We have to put gas in our car, even though if we don't want to. It's the same way with your spiritual life, y'all. Amen? Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has.